Welcome to the Essence of Life podcast. I am Natisha Ali Grant, here to help you live the abundantly balanced life. A false balance is an abomination unto God and getting wisdom, which is the respect and acknowledging of the Lord, along with understanding is the true key to successfully navigating this life. So tune in daily for this wisdom and inspiration with new episodes Mondays and Fridays. And let's balance your spirituality, health, relationships, finance, and personal development. Sebon sounds good. I am so excited to announce that we are clocking down in just a few days to October 14th when we will be celebrating one year of podcasting. If you have not subscribed or joined my Facebook page, Natisha Ali Grants, The Essence of Life Podcast. Yes, I know it's long. You better go over to Facebook now, check the page, follow it, like the page and be a part of this event i want to share it with all my essence listeners make sure you go ahead on facebook right now yes go ahead look for the page Natisha ali grants the essence of life podcast like the page follow the page and look forward to this live facebook event i know i have not been doing a lot of videos but i'm going to be live on that day to celebrate with you to show my appreciation to you and also you may just win a prize you may get something from me i might give away something or some things who knows all right so be sure to check it out on facebook natisha ali grants the essence of life podcast go ahead there now and become a part of our connection on social media sebon sounds good Welcome back, everybody, to the Essence of Life podcast. I'm truly excited to share with you in this episode. But before I get into it, I just want to say to you that you have to expect great things from the Essence of Life podcast as we continue to grow from strength to strength. I am in the process of doing some really great interviews for some episodes that are coming up before we celebrate our one year anniversary, which is going to be on the 14th of October in a couple of weeks. And to celebrate that, I will be going live on our Facebook page, Natisha Ali Grants, The Essence of Life Podcast. So if you have not gone to Facebook to like that page, to follow that page, and to stay connected i'm advising you you really don't want to miss out on that we get an opportunity to do a live i come on on video we can talk you can share about all the experiences you've had with the podcast so far and there might just be some giveaways all right so definitely something to look forward to So as I get into this episode, I want to share with you why I worship like the very people that I once called hypocrites, right? This is something that is very dear to me. It's something that is so important to me. It's something that I've learned to grow in and love so much. And I can only see myself connecting even deeper deeper into it and in this episode i'm going to be talking about worship and why you might see me or other persons doing some sort of what is called a pentecostal style of worship 
sometimes it can get into some serious screaming and jumping and it becomes something that is like what we might call fire and you might wonder why is it that these people are getting on like that why is it that they can't just chill and just sing a song and i'm going to be explaining to you exactly why that happens and why we cannot at some point just sing a song now a story that i remember exactly is when i had my daughter two years ago i had a c-section on a wednesday morning (laughs) and by sunday morning i was in church and with my stitches underneath my stomach i was in church and i was leading worship and i went into a deep worship session where i began to scream and one of my sisters got pretty angry at me because she she thought that i shouldn't be screaming like that because after doing a surgery like i did which is a major surgery i could be stretching my stomach strings and while i appreciate her concern for my health i could not help but go into that realm of worship because when i started to reflect on the experience of what i had been through with the pregnancy how it had culminated at the hospital for the past few days the fact that my daughter who was doing perfectly well up until the Friday gets to stay in the NICU for some strange reason that they couldn't explain to me. I am a new mom. I am lost. I am confused. It is COVID and so many things are stacking up. And here I am, my feet are fat and I had to go before God and just be grateful that it still isn't worse than it is. So when I got into that realm of gratefulness and gratitude, I couldn't help myself but truly express it with a pure scream and a travailing from my very core. And this is something that I can only try to explain to someone who's operating in the natural. And the closer you get to God, the better you will have an understanding. And this is exactly why people who used to scream the way I do now, when I saw them, I used to call them hypocrites because I had no understanding, I should say no spiritual understanding of what it meant to be in that kind of realm. And this is why I want to share some light on this. So my worship team at my church, we invited this gentleman who sings very well. So we invited him to come and give us some tips about singing and things like that. He's actually not a gentleman who's within the church community. He believes in God. He says he does, but he's also a really great singer, which is the reason why we wanted to get some tips from him. So at one point during the practice, he made a specific statement that I had to instantly shut down. He said, uh, when you guys are on stage and you are performing, uh, and I was like, hold up, hold it up right there, stick a pin, as we would say. Uh, we don't perform. Whatever it is that you think you are giving us tips for, which is to improve in our singing, it is not for a performance. It goes way deeper than that. When we get on that stage, when we stand up on that altar, it's not about singing the best gospel song so the congregation could feel good. It's about us taking it to a different level, which is removing ourselves from a natural state of being and channeling our spiritual connection with 
God. All right. And I just want to go back to my situation with my daughter uh, upon many other situations that I've endured in life. Even as a teenager, I remember when I would think that I had sinned and I would run to my book of Psalms and I would pray Psalms 51 or I think it was Psalms 31 as well. They're both Psalms about forgiveness. And I would cry like with a passion because I felt like I had failed God. And I just want to play a little bit on your past because obviously if you're listening to this now everything that has happened up until now is your past so whether it's most recent or some time ago like me i want to play a little bit on that and take you a little bit down to reminiscing on memory lane i want you to think of a moment when you were truly in this dark place It could be because of a heartbreak. It could be because of a family death. It could be something that took you to a a place within yourself, within your mind, that you felt so overwhelmed that you feel like there was no way I could survive this. And then God would send either a person or a song or him, his own presence himself would come in, in the form of other uplifting things and it will come to you and you were able to make it through to the other side. So that grief or that pain or that anger or whatever that dark thing was, check out my episode about dark places, by the way, I have one on that. That did not destroy you. And you know within yourself, deep down, that there was no way that within your natural abilities that you could have made it to the other side. And because you connected on a spiritual level with God, he was able to take you through. And because of that, you automatically become grateful to God. And I mean, think of a child at Christmas that gets the exact thing that they ask for. Look at the rejoicing in that child. The child will jump and scream and kick and, you know, with so much excitement. And this is kind of what it is like to truly, truly get into a realm of worshiping God. And I want to take us to a little scripture where we can learn a little bit more about what it truly means to worship God. And we're going to go to John 4 and I'm going to read from verses 19 through to 24. And in this story in John 4, Jesus is talking to the woman at the well. She doesn't know who Jesus is, but they're having this conversation and Jesus is telling her about her husband and she's telling him, well, I don't have, you know, a husband. And he said, yeah, you don't. You actually have four or five of them which do not belong to you. And anyway, the conversation goes to the point in verse 19 where the woman says, Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Based on how Jesus spoke to her, based on what he said, she says this, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. In verse 21, Jesus responds and he says, Woman, believe me, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You Samaritans worship what you do not know. I want you to pay attention to that line. They worship what they do not know. We worship what we do know, for salvation is from the Jews. Yet, 
a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, I love this scripture so much because it's not only, Jesus is not only telling her about worship, but he's telling her the extent of what worship truly is, which is spirit and in truth. And that goes back to my experience that I described at the beginning. Once my spirit begins to connect with God, because I know I have the knowledge that whatever it is that I have been through was because of the power of God. When that happens, you cannot help it but to express it in such a deep, passionate, spiritual, truthful manner. All right, and, and gospel collision.org has an article called what does it mean to worship god in spirit and in truth and i pulled out some of the key points that i love so much with how they articulated it and it says to worship god in spirit is to say that we must worship god in spirit among other things that it must originate from within it must come from the heart it must be sincere motivated by our love for God and gratitude. Remember I mentioned about the child who is grateful at Christmas for all he is and has done. Worship cannot be mechanical or formalistic, which is what my friend said when he said we were performing. Worship cannot be mechanical and it cannot be formalistic. So it cannot be a performance. But let's back it up a little bit. Key points here, it must be from the heart. God is consistently looking at the heart of man. This is where he makes up his mind and develops his judgment about who we are. Not by the things we show on the outside, but what is our heart's posture. It must be sincere and motivated by our love for God and gratitude for all he is. Not just what he did, but for all he is and what he has done. Now explain this to me. If you do not know about the love of God, if you do not know who God is to you in your life, if you do not know your identity in Christ Jesus, how is it that you could say that you are worshiping him? <laughs> You're not worshiping him. Then you are definitely doing something mechanical or formalistic. In order for you to truly worship God, you have to have an understanding of who he is. You have to have the knowledge of what he is doing and has done and will do in your life. And I love that it says that in all for all he is, because a lot of times we only want to worship God when he has given us something desirable. It's so much easier than it's like, yes, God did it for me. Hallelujah. That's more of a praise. Okay. But when you can still channel a genuine spiritual worship unto God, because he didn't do anything in that space and time, but you just know of his overwhelming love and his supernatural power. And that is enough for you to spiritually worship him. Now that is another level of worship. And it continues to say all physical postures or symbolic actions must be infused with heartfelt commitment and faith love and zeal so your physical posture sometimes i feel like i move like bob marley 
<laughs> Bambali had this really strange dance if you look at some of his videos. And sometimes when I'm worshiping, I can't help but to lean forward, lean back. And sometimes I just, my, my body just goes with it. And, and it says that the physical posture or my symbolic actions or your symbolic actions, clapping your hands, jumping, swinging yourself, whatever it is, it must be infused with heartfelt commitment. Heartfelt, it's going back to the heart and faith. You have to believe in what it is that you are lifting up adoration and honor onto and love and zeal. You cannot again have any of these things if you do not know what God is and what he is capable of doing in your life. To worship God in truth is another aspect of worship that Jesus described when he said we have to worship in a time is coming where we will worship God in spirit and in truth. And the article continues to say, you must know and have an understanding of God to truly, in truth, worship him. If you don't know him, you don't have an understanding of him, you've never experienced his power in your life, where is the truth? Sis, bro, seriously, where is the truth? It must be informed by who God is and what he is like. So when your spirit is expressing that love, passion, desire, zeal and commitment and faith, it has to come from a place of understanding what God is, who he is, and it must be informed by that. All right, our worship must be rooted in and tethered to the realities of biblical revelation. Anything outside of that is not worship. All right, I'm hitting it to you hard because this is the truth. It must be doctrinally grounded and focused on the truth of all we know of our great triune God. To worship inconsistently with what is revealed to us in scripture are you ready for this? Ultimately degenerates into idolatry. So if you are going to church, and I have heard people make this comment all the time, oh, they're in church and they're jumping and screaming and waving the most, but then they go out the door and they behave a certain way. You are basically casting a judgment on the person. You don't know their heart's posture and you don't know their relationship with God. However, to make a statement like that tells me that you have a slight understanding of what it means to worship God in truth. Because if you are worshiping God, if you are a worshiper of God, your very lifestyle must reflect that worship. It's not just about going on the stage and jumping and waving. It's about sticking it with God even when he says no to your prayers that you can still be grateful because you know that in his word he gave promises that hey Romans 8 28 all things are going to work together for my good. He also said that if I seek first the kingdom of heaven everything in that kingdom will be added unto me in the earth. All power from that kingdom will be added and there's so many more that he said he will never leave me he will never forsake me he told me to cast my cares onto him there's so many promises that god gave including 365 promises and scriptures to tell us do not fear because he gives us a spirit of power love and a sound mind so on the days when god has not done something that you desire of him to do you could still worship him in spirit and in truth because you know You know the word of God. It is doctrinally aligned with the scriptures of God. So it does not change your heart's posture towards who God is. And that, that is true worship. 
So you might come to my church someday or you might watch our Facebook live sometime and you might see me screaming or you might always see me posting up that I'm grateful or some people are probably tired of asking me, how are you doing? And I'm telling them I am awesome in the Lord and they probably think I'm delusional. But I want you to understand that I have spent some time with God and it has allowed me to bring myself to a place where it doesn't matter what my circumstances are in life. God still deserves to be glorified. He still deserves to be worshipped because it doesn't matter how I feel. It doesn't matter what my emotions are doing and saying at any time. It doesn't change who God is in my life. It doesn't decrease his power in any way. And because I know who he is and I'm still learning more about who he is, I got to worship him because he deserves it. He is sovereign. He is mighty. He's God all by himself. And I cannot stop praising him. And I continue to pray that his praise and his worship will ever be on my lips. And some people could tell when I have gone through a storm because when I take that mic and I go up on that pulpit and I begin to worship and there are specific songs that when I go there and I release it they can tell that it's coming from my heart because I know where I was and what he did for me I know that I can continue to trust in him because he's not going to disappoint me and it's not always easy Because sometimes there is a heaviness in our hearts. We're still human. It's not always easy to worship God from such a rich spiritual place. But if we know the truth of who God is and we continue to relish in his promises, then our worship can continue to suffice until it is stronger when God says yes to a prayer and we are even more excited like a kid in a candy store. And like I always say, to my worshipers and even to other people the worship hits different when you have been through the pain and you can overcome it or you are going through the pain and you know that you know you're not seeing it but you know he is still working for you i hope this episode blesses you and i pray that you will continue to have an understanding of what it means to worship god in spirit and in truth and if you should see someone who's screaming and carrying on who's worshiping God in that manner don't be like me when I was operating in my natural fleshly ways and laugh at them or call them hypocrites but try to come to a place of understanding of what does it really mean to worship God in spirit and in truth see you next time on the essence of life podcast God bless bye-bye Whether you're on your daily commute, at the gym, or doing your chores, tune in to the Essence of Life podcast for great inspirational life lessons and learn just why you should have a personal relationship with your creator. Relationships run the world. Make sure you're in the right ones. I am Natisha Ali Grant, citizen of the Kingdom of Heaven, wife of a spirited pastor, worship leader, mother, and content creator. I partner with my husband to manage our church in All Saints Antigua while creating inspirational and educational content. I inspire others through my blog, Young and Christian, and my podcast, The Essence of Life. Recently published my first book and in the process of writing another. I have also been an educator for over 15 years and now run my own academy, 
providing a range of services such as proofreading, English courses, lesson plans, curriculum guides, and reading classes. If you like this show, why not get connected? As it's only going to get bigger. Seba sounds good.